The shadows of storm and night. The mysteries of life and light. From unearthly peculiarities, celestial and divine, to apparitions and transcendental signs. You're listening to To The Spirit Podcast. Hi, friends, and welcome to The Spirit. I'm Beck. And I'm Steph. Hey, Steph. Hi. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. The UFO highway is never disappointing. Yep. It <laughs> comes every time we... As soon as we hit record. Yeah. But I'm sure our audience loves that ambient background. <laughs> it's real, folks. <laughs> so what's today's show about, Steph? People with superhuman powers or abilities. Before we dive into that, which zodiac signs have psychic powers? Ranked from most to least mystical. Where do you think you stand on that stuff? I'm probably at the bottom. <laughs> well, you know what? You are. <laughs> but let's go through them for everyone because okay. I know people love hearing about their powers and their signs. Okay. They are ranked from best or most powers to least powers. Coming in at number one is Pisces. That would be me. Wow. And that would be February 19th to March 20th. Most Pisces don't even know how psychic they are. They think their amazing sense of intuition is something everyone has, but it's not. Luckily, they rely on their intuition when making decisions. They can finish other people's sentences, even when there isn't a strong bond between them, and they always know when something good or bad is about to happen. They're very compassionate, which is a good trait for someone who can see bad things on the horizon. Much of the time, their psychic ability comes in the form of a muse, which helps them with their art. Is it a psychic ability or divine intervention? Steph, are you my muse? <laughs> I'm drinking, buddy. Number two on the list, as we cascade on down in psychic abilities, is cancer from June 21st to June 22nd. Cancer psychic abilities come to them in terms of emotions. They can feel when someone is upset, even if that person appears to be calm. If cancer feels that a business dealing is off, they suspect that someone isn't being truthful. They can feel it in their gut. They have a lot of empathy, which can trigger their psychic abilities. They're very sensitive to cosmic vibrations, especially when they're listening to music, making them one of the most psychic zodiac signs. Excellent psychics, too, because they're good at helping both the living and the dead deal with their emotions. I never really thought of looking any, anything like this up, which is interesting. Number three, Libra. September 23rd to October 22nd. Libras don't want to believe they have any psychic ability, but that doesn't mean that they don't have them in large quantities. Whereas they can be clueless about themselves, they're right on when it comes to other people. Deja vu, past lives, premonitions, Libra has them all. They like to think that instead of a psychic ability, they just made a lucky guess. However, when one makes one lucky guess after another, it's beyond luck. It's something psychic. Unfortunately, Libra is too lazy to really pursue honing their psychic skills, which, according to them, they don't have anyway. Number four. <laughs> Scorpio. October 23rd to November 21st. Of all the zodiac signs, Scorpios come closest to actually being able to read people's minds. It's not that they just can tell what you're thinking. They also seem to have the ability to know what you're hiding. It's ironic because they themselves tend to be very secretive and mysterious. They hate liars, and that could be why they're always able to sniff out the truth. The information they gather psychically, they use to manipulate and control others. Maybe they don't trust other people because they've seen their dark side, which can be just as disturbing as their own. Number five. <laughs> Gemini. 
May 21st to June 20th. Geminis have a very special psychic power called bilocation, and that's the ability to be in more than one place at a time. For most people, this ability only happens in the mental realm, such as being engaged in one thing but thinking of another, or in dreams, where your physical body stays in your bed while your ghost-like presence is in another place. A rare few people are able to sit into two places at once in the physical world, where you're in one place and people swear they saw you somewhere else. Maybe that's why they're called the twins. Hmm. Number six, Aries, March 21st to April 19th. Aries have the psychic ability to know exactly what's going to be next. They're trend whisperers. It's a gift or a knack or psychic ability to know what's going to be a big hit, whether it's a band, a show, or a performer. They just have an innate sense of what's destined to be hot. Number seven, Virgo, August 23rd to September 22nd. Virgos have the ability to see the big picture, which is slightly psychic. They can look at a vacant lot, envision a house there, or how the neighbor will rise or fall. They can sense both future opportunities and future threats. Every city should have a Virgo on their planning committee. Number eight, Leo. July 23rd to August 22nd. Leos have psychic timing. Buddy. Of course, he's got to rub against the microphone. He is a Leo, by the way. Podcast Kitty is a Leo. <laughs> he is. Buddy. <laughs> okay. He like had butted it. <laughs> Boom. Boof. He had psychic timing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leos have psychic timing. They don't need alarm clocks. All they have to do is tell themselves when they want to wake up the next day, and they do. They always know the right time to arrive at a party or how long they should stay when they are a house guest. Number nine, Taurus, April 20th to May 20th. Taurus is pretty grounded, but they do have the ability to sense boundaries with people and places. They won't overstep and overshare. They know just how far to take joking around with someone. If you have psychic hits, you probably ignore them. Taurus is logical and pragmatic, and that doesn't go with all that woo-woo stuff. Number 10. Sagittarius, November 22nd to December 21st. Sagittarians aren't that psychic and are constantly surprised by things, which can be good and bad. They're not cynical, so they get joy from little things on the same note. When something goes wrong, they're completely blindsided by it. Sagittarians are perfectly happy with the now, so why should they be concerned with the future? That sounds a little too much like making commitments. Number 11, Capricorn. December 22nd to January 19th. That would be our co-host here, Steffi. (laughs) Capricorns tend to be more practical than psychic. They may have a strong sense about a business opportunity, but if it doesn't make sense to them, they're not going to trust their gut and take a chance on it. There are times when a Capricorn may have a strong vision of something, but they're too afraid they'll be judged on them, so they generally don't do anything about it. Number 12, and this is the final one, Aquarius. January 20th through February 18th. Now you'd think a sign that was so associated with all kinds of new aginess would be more psychic, but they're not. Is it the dawning of the age of Aquarius? That was out of tune. <laughs> Aquarius is psychic in the way of invention and innovation, but as far as being able to read what other people are feeling or being tapped into the spirit world, not so much. And there you have it. All the Zodiac signs ranked from most psychic to least psychic. (laughs) I think listening to it, I I could ring true to all of them. 
I always know, like, Capricorn always says that they're very, like, practical. Yeah. They're, like, obsessive about keeping busy. (laughs) Wait, this sounds just like you. Yeah. But then I wouldn't say I don't have, like, psychic. Well, you have have empathy. And I'm sure this is a blanket thing. This isn't really. Yeah. Because I know that you are an empath. And I know that there's probably psychics and mystics all over that are some of these signs that are claimed to not be as psychic. But I think as far as being born in a certain time, maybe it makes you a little more tuned in. Yeah, I don't know. I always feel like with your environment, with the time period that you're born. Your experiences. Yeah, your experiences. It's all building on each other. I've never followed any of that stuff. But when I do read about Capricorns, I'm like, man, that is spot. (laughs) Every time I read through these things, I can picture our friends that are all these signs. And Mm -hmm. I go, bang on, bang on. I want to know, do you have any superpowers, Beck? Or what would you want if you had them? Do I have any and what would I want? Or just what would I want? Yeah, anything. I can play the turkey baster in the bathtub. (laughs) Wait a second. That's a superpower. If I fill it with water, I mastered this as a child because we were poor and I only had a turkey baster to play with in the tub. (laughs) Your mom just threw it in here. Play with this. I'd play it like a flute. I'd fill it with water. (laughs) So that's one of my uh, superpowers. But But, you did it in extremely cold water like Wim Hof. But your mom dumped ice bags. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I, I don't have any superhuman things i do have psychic abilities i i don't have anything really i'm not super strong if you had a like i used to fantasize about having a superpower having a superpower i think as a kid my first exposure to superhumans you know like superman so i don't of course i would love to fly i to say me too that's what i would want Mm -hmm. to experience flying just at your will like mind power do you ever have dreams where you fly Yes, oh, I've me had too. dreams that I fall, too. Oh, uh, me too. But I always, I, it was funny because I didn't fly like Superman in my dreams. you flap I, your arms? I'd flap yeah. my arms. And the harder I flapped, the further up I'd go. It was like a floating type yeah, of thing. To me, it's a very satisfying feeling to, to actually have that dream because you're getting, you know, like you're moving your arms and it's making you go up and it's, uh, Yeah, especially if you're running away from someone that's chasing you and you start flapping. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, ha, you can't get me. You have to jump and try to catch my foot. Oh, too late. I got up high. But the the funny thing is, is did you wake up and your shoulders were sore? Because <laughs> I must have been flailing for real. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that because I haven't had a flying dream in a long time. But the other things that I always wanted, I used to be like the invisible man. I don't know. That used to be like a fantasy of me. Like, it would be awesome to be invisible. That would be disappear cool. Disappear and like, would but you then go I think you get bored of it after a while. Rob banks and stuff or what would yeah, you Yeah, just anything that you could, oh, I'm just going to sneak into here. You could sneak into anything. Yeah, you could eavesdrop on anyone. Mm-hmm. No, I always thought it would be cool to be able to be a mind reader. Yes, yeah. And you could be like, oh, they're full of shit. <laughs> I think it'd be cool to be a healer, though. I have to say, if I besides flying, wouldn't it be awesome if you could just put your hands on anybody and I, no matter if you did it, no matter it always happened, you'd heal people. I'm with you on that. I, think I actually thought of that the other day. I yeah. thought it'd be so cool if you had that gift. You'd have to use it. Mm-hmm. It's God given. You'd be that would be your job full time. You'd be walking around healing people. Yeah, and if you didn't heal somebody, you got to move to another country. I mean, like you just would be in so much trouble if you were healing all these people and then. Some poor little kid comes up that's in a wheelchair and you're ready, like, to heal them. And if it doesn't happen, 
You're done. You're done. They, they'd put. They'd probably yeah. hang you, burn you at the stake. <laughs> like God hates me now. But realistic abilities. So a realistic ability would be healing, but it's very rare and special. What else realistically would you like? Would you like? <laughs> would you like to be able to bilocate? Yeah. No, I think that would all be amazing. Astrally travel. Mm-hmm. Talk so you take any that, of it. Yeah, I would. I would take any superpower basically. Yeah. <laughs> Strength was always a big one, too. It's like if you were super strong, yeah, it'd be really cool. You know, I, I never looked deep into this, but I did hear about this. Maybe you can tell me if you've heard this. You know those spectacular situations where a child is trapped under a car mm-hmm. and the mother comes and she lifts the car up and saves the kid. Mm-hmm. She used all of her life force doing it. That they actually die not long after? It's like they used up everything that they had. They actually used all their life force. Wow. And I wanted to research that and look into that. So let's talk about some real people that have these abilities. And then, Steph, I want you to expand on them. Michael Lolito. Topping the list of superhumans is Michael Lolito. Lolito is popularly known as Mr. Eat-It-All. Oh, is he the guy that ate the airplane? Oh, yeah. He's been eating things which are impossible to even imagine. This man has extraordinary power of eating metal, glass, rubber, all sorts of crazy things that should never enter the human body. And is a record holder of eating a whole aircraft. I know. And it happened piece by piece. It wasn't like he just sat there and just... It was like over time. Yeah. But that's incredible. It is. Ben Underwood. Ben lost his eyesight at the age of three. However, Ben is one of those real-life superhumans who can move around like a perfectly normal human by making clicking sounds with his mouth. The echo produced helps him understand his surroundings. Ben can ride a bike, a skateboard, and can even play football. Yeah, I've seen this video of him. It's amazing that you wouldn't think he was blind at all. He rides a bicycle like a normal... He's not like struggling to get around. He rides it just like anyone would ride it. And they say that the people that do the... um, what do you call it, the echolocation? Yeah. Actually, their brain kind of can put a picture image in their head. They can actually kind of see. Like a bat. It, yeah. And that blows me away. There's a few of those guys, too, out there. In the research, I came across a few. Yes, there's a few. And what amazes me is that, you know, when one thing is handicapped on you, your body's trying to get that thing back. And so you add an ability, an extra an ability to just survive. So that it just blows my mind. Yeah. It really does. Now, I'm going to have a hard time saying this, but I'm going to try it. It's Jyoti Raju. And Jyoti Raju is an Indian Spider-Man with the special ability to climb any building without a harness. One of the 10 real-life superhumans. He is a record holder of climbing old forts. He does this for the entertainment of the people. I've seen about him, too. Mm-hmm. When I was researching, I didn't come across him, but I've seen him because I've watched another show about him, like, years ago. But I think he lost his job or something happened to him that... He was left to do nothing, so he said the monkeys were climbing everything. So he's like, I'm going to do what they do, and he started almost training himself like a monkey. His hands are like... Calloused. Yeah, super, super calloused. What he can do is incredible, and the fact that he could discover that just out of nowhere, he decided to imitate the monkeys, but he's amazing. Well, then there's Miroslav Magola, also known as the Magnetic Man. And he appears to have a genuine and unusual power. With the help of his mind, he can create a magnetic field. And this magnetic field helps him to attract objects to his body. I never heard of that one. And then there's Ron White. You know Ron White? You mean the guy that does the snowboarding? No, that's something else. White. Ron White is a comedian. 
Oh, him. Okay. With a remarkable memory, Ron is one of the real-life superhumans. He is also one of the most intelligent beings on Earth. You wouldn't know that, though, would you? He's funny, though. His superpower was not genetic. In fact, he was once kicked out of his class in college years, all because he did not perform well in academics. After years and years of studying and learning, he developed the ability to retain everything he read. That's crazy. That's like uh, the actress from Taxi. She's got like a A remembers every detail of her life. And then there's Daniel Browning Smith. And he is also known as the rubber man. He's flexible enough to bend his body into any position. He's even learned how to dislocate his arms in a way that his whole body can fit through an unstrung tennis racket. Is he the one that hosted um, Stan Lee's Superhumans? Maybe. I'm not sure. I think that was him. Then there's... Oh, this one's a hard one. Rathakrishan Valu. <laughs> this guy, he pulls weights over 200 tons using nothing but his teeth. He's able to channel all his power into a single part of his body, which is his teeth. And he's from Malaysia and the record holder of pulling the heaviest train only by his teeth. Wow. John Ferrero, popularly known as the Human Anvil. Now, he has a genetic gift of the toughest skull. He's able to break anything on his head. Best known by nickname Gino Martino. John used to be a wrestler. His super tough skull enables him to break concrete on his head. Wow. I would be concussed and dead and brain damaged after that. <laughs> <laughs> then our favorite guy there, Wim Hof. Yes. Wim Hof is a superhuman with the power to control his body temperature. Wim can withstand the ice cold weather of Mount Everest. This man is the holder of 20 world records, and he continues to do the impossible. Master Zhao. As a kung fu master and a qigong healer, qigong meaning heat, Master Zhao has the ability to heat things up with his bare hands. He is popularly known as the Jewel of China. By bringing his hands to heating point through meditation, he can dry up clay and even boil water. I've seen him before. You have? Yeah, lights fires with his hands. Now... That's hard. That was hard for me to believe because I thought there's a lot of magicians out there. Right, right. But the people that were dealing with him were definitely, definitely believers. The Samurai. His amazing ability is to move a sword at superhuman speed and accuracy. Japanese Aiedo masters, is, is that right? Aiedo? I don't, I don't know. Uh, Japanese master Iso Machi holds multiple world records, including the fastest 1,000 martial arts sword cuts and the fastest tennis ball cut by a sword. But to truly appreciate his superpower, you need to watch the videos on him slicing and dicing a tiny plastic pellet that's fired at him more than 200 miles an hour. Yeah, I heard about him. Then there's the woman that can fly. And this is a base jumper, a Norwegian Karina Holcomb. She leaps off cliffs for a living, wearing what's known as a wingsuit. Full-length jumpsuit, additional fabric between the legs and under the arms. And base jumpers technically fly for a couple of seconds before deploying a parachute to slow their fall. She's made more than 400 jumps, including from the hand of Fatima in Mali. Wow. 
Daniel Kish, who's 53, and he can't see with his eyes, but he navigates again on a bicycle through trees. He can climb trees. Uh, he can get through heavy traffic. He can camp alone. He can dance fluidly. And he does the echolocation as well. Then there's the man that doesn't stop running. Have you heard of him? Yes. And he was named by Men's Fitness as one of the fittest men on the planet, Dean Carnazes. He is a real-life version of The Flash, only with better stamina. And as an endurance athlete, he submitted himself to some of the most physically and mentally grueling athletic tests imaginable. Most notably, he's conquered a 350-mile run without stopping, even to sleep, a sweltering sprint through 120-degree heat of Death Valley, and a marathon to the South Pole where temperatures dropped to negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit. He's already built quite the running resume. He continues to search for new ways to challenge his mind and body. Recently, the super runner completed 50 marathons, one in each state, over the course of 50 days. There's no stopping those legs. Raj Mohan Nair, the electric man, famous as the electric man. He can withstand large amounts of electricity passing through his body. He can withstand electricity up to 30 times the capacity of a normal human being. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Tom Cridland, the torture king. He can subject his body to extreme pain. His stunts include skewering his body parts, fire eating, and sword swallowing. The Tibetan monks practicing tumo, monks who can vary their body temperature. And that's increasing their body temperature by the power of meditation. And that's on the same line as that Master Zhao. And Wim Hof, he practices Buddhist meditation that he learned to be able to withstand uh, cold temperatures. Yes. But do you know that animals do this? We ever wonder about animals, uh, how do they deal with like the cold weather? Mm -hmm. And I came across an article, like, do birds feel the cold? You know, like little birds that you see their little bare feet yeah. on top of like a metal rail. You know, yeah. they're holding on to something. Like, how do they not feel that? They can manipulate their temperatures when i read that i was like you know we have this ability too but we have to meditate to get to that point it doesn't naturally come to us yes and i i do think almost all the people that i've read like anna breitenbach she communicates with animals she learned it through tracking which is an ancient thing that she learned about animal tracking you have to meditate to do this it's an ancient form of hunting and that most tribal people that are hunter-gatherers now which is there's very few left use this and it's passed down to them it's nothing weird it's, it's something that natural... we ha we all have but we get away from it because our busyness in our life kind of like psychic abilities so managing your temperature dealing with pain all this stuff is manageable through meditation just some are more prone to it maybe some are more it could be kind of yeah. like psychic abilities again yeah. <laughs> you know some are more uh, able to harness that or focus in on it and others are kind of hmm. Another magnetic man, Liu Thon Lin, he can stick metal objects to his body. He pulled a car with magnetic force, and studies found out that his body doesn't actually exhibit magnetic fields, but his skin has a very high rate of friction. Hmm. I don't know what the hell that means, but okay. It's got like shark, shark skin. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha Demkina is a Russian woman who claims to be able to see into people's bodies. Just like an x-ray machine, she's able to detect problems inside of people and diagnose them. Natasha was a normal kid up until the age of 10, according to her mother. At that age, her abilities began to manifest. I was at home with my mother, and suddenly I had a vision. I could see inside my mother's body, and I started telling her about her organs I could see. 
Now I have to switch from my regular vision to what I call medical vision for a fraction of a second. I see colorful picture inside of a person and then I start to analyze it, says Demkina. I love that. Another superhuman memory is Daniel Temet, and he's able to memorize incredible amounts of information. For example, he was able to recite pi up to 22,514 digits in five hours and nine minutes on 14th of March, 2004. Most savants are not able to explain how they accomplish their amazing abilities, but Daniel's different. He explains that in his mind, every whole number up to 10,000 has his own unique texture, color, shape, and feel. This has helped him to remember things visually much easier than the average person. In his experience, the visual image of 289 is very ugly, 333 is particularly attractive, and pi is beautiful. Perhaps this is how frequency of numbers and numerology work with the logical world. Hmm. Imagine what life would be like if you didn't need to sleep. Now, I know we would miss out on a lot of fun dreams, but what could we accomplish? You accomplish a lot. I do. Well, Al Herpin was a man who knew what that was like. Al Herpin claimed to have a rare type of insomnia where he didn't need to sleep. And at one point in his life, apparently he had been awake for over 10 years. This attracted the attention of medical professionals who investigated further. They found no bed, no sleeping place in Al Herpin's home. He claimed to go to work and then sit in his rocking chair reading until it was time to go to work the next day. He was found to be in good health and he also lived to the ripe old age of 94. Wow. Yeah. To me, not sleeping is a torture. It feels torturous. Torturous. I love sleeping. It's it's like one of my favorite things when I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Super language abilities. The average person on Earth is estimated to only be able to speak 1.69 languages. What the hell does that mean, (laughs) 1.69? I can speak one language, which is English, and then 0.69th of French. (laughs) Harold Williams, on the other hand, was able to speak 58 different languages. Harold was a normal kid until the age of seven when he described having an explosion in his brain. After that, he learned Latin, which is the root of many languages, and then couldn't get enough. He spent his life traveling the world, going region by region, learning all the languages he could. Do you ever hear about people who've had a brain injury and then something genius yes. happened to them? I think Ted Danson's wife uh, had that, something like that happen. And um, was it Mary Steenbergen? Yeah, Steen- that sounds like her name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it's Steenbergen. Uh, she had something happen in a surgery. And then when she came out, she was able to write music. I wow. Believe. Yeah. So. I, I, it makes you really I'm jealous no you don't yeah. want to have a major I don't want that but you like if it was to happen there's some people that are just in a coma yeah, after that. I, I don't see can it. you imagine if you woke up and you were like a math genius or something yeah, I think that's so rare though it's kind of like powder you get hit by lightning and all of a sudden you have all these powers oh yeah I forgot about that <laughs> Eagle vision, 20 times more acute than the rest of us. Veronica Sider holds the world record for being able to see the smallest objects without assistance from technology. In 1972, the University of Stuttgart in the West Germany, am I saying Stuttgart? (laughs) (laughs) In then West Germany, reported that one of their students, Veronica Snyder, had a visual acuity of 20 times better than the average person. For example, she could identify people at a distance more than a mile away. What? A typical person (laughs) would need a set of binoculars to be able to accurately accomplish that. Then we have Kevin Richardson as a South African animal behaviorist who has been accepted into several lion prides and clans of hyenas. He's broken almost every safety rule in the book and says he focuses more on the intuition than traditional knowledge when it comes to his interactions with these wild animals. Imagine a world where we all lived in harmony with these animals around us. 
Arthur Lington is an American physicist who can look at phonograph records and recognize the song. He's able to look at the grooves and recognize the song recorded. He can also tell if the song is being played loud or quiet based on his ability to focus in on the little details of the records. <laughs> that was perfect timing. Yeah. That record was Ice T's. No. <laughs> okay, this name is going to be hard. Shakuntala Devi, a woman born in India with the natural ability to calculate numbers beyond normal human abilities. Even at the very young age of six, without formal training, she was demonstrating her abilities to calculate and memorize in the University of Mysore. She's been tested many times and been able to do all these calculations in her head. For example, when she was tested at the University of California, Berkeley, she was asked to accurately calculate the cube root, because we all know that, 61,629,875, and the seventh root of 170,859,375. She passed with flying colors. First of all, I, I had a hard time saying those numbers. Mm -hmm. I can't do more than two numbers at a time. <laughs> I was never good at math. Math is like the worst. And then you've got the long distance running. There's a group of natives in northwestern Mexico called the Terahumara people, and they're known for their ability to run very long distances. They're the runners on foot for those who run fast. That's basically what their tribe means. And they've reported to run 200 miles in one session, typically over a period of two days. Wow. I wouldn't want to be part of that tribe. I feel like a piece of crap. I do too. Now. <laughs> Everyone wake up. We must go run 200 miles. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good um there is a person i'd like to talk about a person you'd like to talk about akiana kumarik i think that's her name and she's a genius she was a child prodigy like as an artist and she went on the oprah winfrey show if i know people in other countries could know who she is everyone knows oprah yeah <laughs> you get a prize you get a car <laughs> She had the unique experience, though, along with her genius. She grew up in a family. I think her mother, I don't know if they're Russian or Ukrainian or somewhere like that, but live in the United States. And her uh, parents were atheists. You know, and if you grew up in a place like Russia, where atheism and communism, that was drilled into your brain. So she was brought up atheist, but she kept on having dreams of God or Jesus or, you know, all these different things. So she would start painting. Now, at, at her young age, she was painting paintings that are incredible. Like Sistine Chapel type paintings? Not like those. They were her own. They're just very realistic. And she's like, I saw, you know, this is what I saw. And she would paint it. It would be a part of her dream. And they're like, how would she even know this stuff? Because she was like four years old. They are incredible. I'm still drawing stick figures. <laughs> I have a little bit of musical talent. That's it. And it doesn't go any further. It, it's in stunted. Stuff, you're my muse. <laughs> <laughs> but now she she's in her 20s or so. She has created a place for people to be, you know, artists. She's got something that she created because she's making millions of dollars on her art because it's fantastic. Wow. And most artists can't even do that when they're alive. No. But it's phenomenal stuff. I will show you. I think you've seen her before. I'm looking at it right now, and it looks like spray paint. No. <laughs> oh, Becky's a liar. She's doing it all over boxcars, I see. <laughs> That's a bad word. But she does music, and her music is, you would think, okay, it doesn't just stop there. Oh, she, it keeps going? She, at that age, could play, like, the piano. Unbelievable. 
just make up her own songs, but they were incredibly beautiful. Like, wow. I couldn't do that whatsoever. And I'm like, why has God left me behind? <laughs> why is he? Steph, you're very special in your own special way. <laughs> we all know what the word special means. <laughs> She's special. Bless her heart. <laughs> so this article I found is called Some Blind People Can Still See. And their brains could help explain consciousness, which I thought was kind of cool. But it says, imagine being completely blind, but still being able to see. Does that sound impossible? Well, it happens. A few years ago, a man, let's call him Barry. Well, I don't know why they had to name him Barry. Barry. Barry Wyatt. Suffered two strokes in quick succession. As a result, Barry was completely blind and he walked with a stick. One day, some psychologists placed Barry in a corridor full of obstacles like boxes and chairs. They took away his walking stick and told him to walk down the corridor. You wonder if they're playing a joke on him, like, let's watch Barry walk down the corridor. <laughs> <laughs> so evil. <laughs> the result of Whoa. this... That was a big UFO. That was a mothership. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> the mothership went by. <laughs> the result of this simple experiment would, would prove dramatic for understanding of consciousness. Barry was able to navigate around the obstacles without tripping over a single one. Barry has blind sight, an extremely rare condition that is as paradoxical as it sounds. People with blind sight constantly deny awareness of items in front of them, but they are capable of amazing feats, which demonstrate that in some sense they must be able to see them. In another case, a man with blind sight, let's call him Rick. Rick. Rick and Barry. <laughs> Was was put in front of a screen and told to guess from several options what object was on the screen. Rick insisted that he didn't know what was there and that he was just guessing. Yet he was guessing with over 90% accuracy. So into the brain. Blindsight results from damage to an area of the brain called the primary visual cortex. This is one of the areas, as you might have guessed, responsible for vision. Damage to primary visual cortex can result in blindness, sometimes total, sometimes partial. So how does blindsight work? The eyes must receive light and convert it into information that is then passed into the brain. This information then travels through a series of pathways through the brain to eventually end up at the primary visual cortex. For people with blindsight, this area is damaged and cannot properly process the information. So the information never makes it to the conscious awareness but the information is still processed by other areas of the visual system that are intact, enabling people with blindsight to carry out a kind of tasks that we see in the case of Barry and Rick. So I thought that was kind of cool. It's like your brain takes over somewhere where it's lacking, and they're basically telling themselves, I can't see anything, but yet they're able to avoid the obstacles or whatever. I I'm like, that's amazing. crazy. It is. Steph, I know what my superhuman power is now. Okay. It's holding on to junk for years and then throwing it away a week before I need it. <laughs> Do you ever hear of people that can't feel pain? They have no ability to feel pain? Yes. I think my mom, she feels pain, but I think she she doesn't ever, I don't know, she has, has such a good personality that when bad things happen, I've never seen her depressed a day in my life. So I feel like she doesn't experience the weird down moods for some reason. So you're talking emotionally. Yeah. Okay, because I was thinking more physically, like stick your hand on the stove type no, of thing, yeah, which it wouldn't be a good thing. <laughs> and, you know, our family's been through a lot of things, and she'll cry and react to something in the moment, 
and she'll be sad about it, but she doesn't seem to suffer depression. Like some people really get in a funk over things. She never has. And I think that comes down to brain chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I tend to be like that myself. I don't suffer with bouts of depression unless it's a really dire situation, perhaps a death. Uh, that's more of a mourning grief process. Or I think maybe if there's a health issue I'm battling, I can get a little down in the dumps. I've been very blessed to not have to suffer with that great deals of depression or uh, manic or anything like that. Yeah, and just like that, a lot of people who can't feel pain also say they've never been depressed a day in their life. And some people have experienced actually feeling happy all the time and they really don't have it. You know, well, I don't have that. I wish I had that. I know. I wish I had the <laughs> yeah. optimistic, like, everything's great. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm kind of a realist. But being happy all the time might get a little draining. <laughs> <laughs> everything's wonderful. <laughs> well, Steph, I had a good time with you talking about superhuman powers and abilities. Me too. I wish we had some. <laughs> when but we get them, we will let you know. For because... sure. For sure. And, you know, hopefully we don't have to get struck by lightning or into a terrible car crash to come to this realization that we have these powers <laughs> uh but until then if you want to get a hold of us please send us an email at to the at gmail.com feel free to tweet at us on twitter and we will be sure to thank you and mention you in our next episode thank you dear listeners you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter and just because you don't have a superpower that doesn't mean you don't have a superpower <laughs> <laughs> because love is a superpower and with love by your side, you can heal, grow, forgive, move on, be moved, inspire, and dare. I still want to fly, though. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. To the spirit podcast. Supernatural science. Alien. I'm ghost. I'm ghost. Psychic. Mystic. Spirit. Divine source. Heaven. The dead. It's magic. <laughs>